Hi, everyone. Welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. Be sure to go to Apple, Google, or Spotify to subscribe to Brand Boutique Elite so you can hear all of our great stories from all of the amazing entrepreneurs that we interview. Today, we have a special friend all the way from Trinidad and Tobago, Mikhail Khan. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me, Fahana. So I've known Mikel for quite some time now, almost 10 years. He is in the digital marketing space. He's an author and he helps brands really strategize their ad campaigns to get into those squeeze pages and build your email list, get more um, subscribers as well as make those sales. And if you are an author, you are definitely going to want to listen to what he has to say because he has written and sold seven books. He's an Amazon bestseller. And so I cannot wait to pick his brain to give you all of the juicy tips on how to really get more sales for your books. I know many of my followers out there are authors, um, speakers looking to create a book. And so we are going to give you some great tips and tricks on how you can get even more exposure for that book. So tell us a little bit, Mikhail, how you, you know, got into the digital marketing space and how you became an author. Okay. Well, I've always been a creative person. And um, I started off initially in film making. So I have a few films under my belt. Um, so two feature length films and a few documentaries. And one thing I noticed was every time we made the film, we would have to regain our audience to see it again. So I saw it as, okay, there must be a better way of doing this. It's almost like we had to start from scratch every single time that we produced something. So when I really looked into it, I discovered a world of audience developing or audience building. And what came alongside with that was digital marketing. So from there, I basically went headfirst into digital marketing to learn how this works, why it works, how it can work for me and others. And yeah, this is where I am now. But what? three, four years later. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's super important when you are, you know, promoting a product or a service for you to build your list, you know, whether that be on social media or your email list, because like you said, you know that somebody's interested in whatever you created that first time, instead of having to go and find that market again, it's so much easier if you already have established lists and followers so that you can let them know immediately, hey, this is what we're doing. You could also do like pre-sales and pre-watch parties and things like that. You know, speaking of, you know, your documentaries and your films, my first video for iMedia Exposure was actually done in 2012 by Mikel and his team when I was in Trinidad. And it was such a great experience. And, you know, for me, I was super nervous. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on film. And granted, I was getting into the space of being a speaker and having to speak in front of people. It 
still a different feeling when you're on film, you're being captured, you get to watch it again, and you know thousands of people get to see this recorded thing. Um, so tell us like a little bit how you know you utilize film for storytelling and helping brands and increasing their exposure. Okay, so I actually thought you were natural on film when you actually came to film then. I thought you did a few times before. So this is news to me to hear that. So kudos to you. Um, regarding using storytelling for brands, it's always about um, what people connect to, how they connect to um, a person, a brand, um, a product. So what we do is that we find out what people care about if it is the actual person behind the brand, if it is actually a story of somebody who used the product or the service and it changed their life. And we mold that into the brand narrative, the brand story. So most of the time, a lot of brands, they would normally go with, um, they would go with, okay, these are the features for the product and I wanna put this out there and somebody's gonna buy it. The problem with that is that you're not going to find the right people all the time, not unless you're spending loads of loads of money to do that. And not all of us have the ability to do that off the bat as we now start. So you really need to get what it is uh, my brand is solving or what it is my product is solving and who is my audience? Who's going to care about this? From there, you create the story and the narrative behind that that eventually leads to the product or service that helps the person. So yeah, it's a yeah. very good discovery um, system. Yeah, for sure. So at iMedia Exposure, one of our slogans is, it's all about the narrative. And it's that storyline that you create. It's how you're going to really resonate and connect with your target audience. And you're not going to try to reach out to everyone. It's like that story of your brand of that persona connecting to that target audience you know all of my clients and any of the programs that i offer we always start off with that you know brand identity you know what is your storyline what is your messaging what is those visuals that are going to go along with that? I think so many people think that their ad campaigns or their posts on social media need to look like a catalog. Like, oh, buy this thing, buy this thing, buy this thing. And, uh, you know, those of you that are listening again, Mikhail's shaking his head. No, of course, it's not what anybody wants. Just think about, you know, what you see online. You follow something, if it really showcases your lifestyle, benefits something that you are trying to achieve if it really is going to provide value to you if you connect and trust that business what i found was really interesting is that a lot of more corporate brands that don't have maybe a persona with a personality behind their brand are trying to figure out strategies so that they can be more personal so that they can actually tell that story of their brand but really connects from a personal level. And it's interesting to see that because, you know, give us 15 years ago, solopreneurs and brands were all trying to be this corporate image, which is great to have that professional look and feel. But there's something to be said with that. Um, that people are buying more with emotion, more with, you know, wanting to connect with a brand. There's so many 
options out there for every single thing that you can possibly consume in the world. And so when you really build that connection, that's super important. What do you see are some common mistakes um, when clients come to you that they're doing that isn't really working, whether it be with, you know, the kinds of copy, the kinds of imagery, the kinds of ads that they're putting out there? Well, first and foremost, the press, when it comes to Facebook advertising, at least, they press the boost button on Facebook, expecting sales to come. The reason why that's not a good idea is because when you are marketing on Facebook, it's a machine. You're giving it instructions on what to do. When you boost a post, all you're telling Facebook primarily is to give you more engagement on that post. So that'll come in the form of likes, comments, maybe shares. Um, you might get some messages as well from it. But that only allows for a passive engagement. So I might, I might be scrolling through Instagram. I might be scrolling through Facebook. I see something I like. Oh, that looks good. Double tap. Move on. Or I might put a comment like, oh, that's cute. Move on. Go from there. Unless I personally know the person, I would share and I will try and support. But if I don't know you from Adam, it's like, okay, well, why is that important to me? So imagine putting out an ad like that and it's not resonating with me. Now, that's one thing. Another thing I realize people do, they will press the boost button, but they also, when it comes to the audience, everybody, everybody living here, everybody living here, everybody living here, yeah. No objective at all. They just let Facebook run amok. It does its job. It does what it wants you to do, what you told it to do, which is run my ad to everybody here. But by the time you go, are going to reach people that actually it'll resonate with, you're out of um, your daily budget. So you will find that people come to me and say, Facebook ads don't work. This doesn't make sense. I'm like, here, what? Let's, let's sit down. Let's see exactly what's going on. Um, let's try this out for a few months and let's go from here. Everybody who has come by me can say without fail that they've seen different results to what they were getting before. Why? Because of that targeting. They take any time to do the research and actually telling Facebook what to do and what you wanted to do as opposed to bring me more sales. Let everybody see it. Yeah. In terms of copy, again, like I spoke about, these are the features of my product. Okay. That's great. I just scroll past about three other products that have features like that. Why, why should I care? This product will help you with this problem and you will get this solution by this time so that you don't have to frustrate yourself to figure out what to do. So right now I'm speaking to you guys about how to promote your books with Facebook so that you actually get results and sell books every day as opposed to you trying to figure it out yourself and then like this isn't working and then you end up here anyway. So let's save the time. Yeah, that's so true. I have clients that are like, oh, should we boost this post? And I say, you can boost it if you want more likes and engagement on the page. I suggest if you are going to boost that post to potentially add a link into the copy prior to boosting the post so that there is some sort of place for people to go. I never create ad campaigns that go directly to the Facebook page. 
you know, back in the day, there was this thing like, let's grow our grow up our Facebook followers. But for me now, I feel like, you know, organically grow your Facebook followers, make sure you have Facebook as a landing page, have information on there. Definitely try to utilize that, but don't focus on getting more followers on Facebook, because quite frankly, we generally do not see posts from Facebook business pages unless we're like consistently going to that page or they're running ad campaigns. It's a higher likelihood for you to see brands on Instagram. And so if anybody wants to like focus on like creating more followers, that's on Instagram. And I suggest doing that with like organic engagement, not actually ad campaigns. All of your ad campaigns, if you want more sales, like Mikhail said, it is a machine and you have to tell it what to do. And so you want people to go to that page in which they can opt in, which they can buy your book, which they can buy your products and services, which they can set up a complimentary consult call. Like you want people to be in action. If you're going to spend money, you're already posting on social media. You People are already coming to the pages and seeing it. If you do manual engagement, you will get more followers on Instagram. But for your ads, when you're spending those dollars, you know, like Mikhail said, make sure that you're giving it proper direction to go to a place and also make it easy for people to buy. If people have to go through five different pages and scroll down to find the button. Just think about yourselves. Like we are over something in like five to seven seconds. It's like such a cancel culture that we're like, okay, I'm over this now. I can't find it. I'm done. Somebody else called me. Somebody else texted me. Oh, I have a message. Like I have a notification on Instagram. Our minds just are. Yeah. But can I add one thing? Of course. Um, as you were speaking about likes on the business page, it jogged my memory where when people make their business pages or if they're starting fresh, um, can I invite my friends and family to the page unless they actually want to support the business, you let them join. You put it out there for them and you let them join. When you invite friends and family to your page, the algorithm is, unless they are reacting to things on your page, the algorithm is going to act accordingly. So say, for example, um, my family, they're not exactly into fantasy and science fiction. That's what I write, right? One or two of them are. I will invite them to my page to, um, well, I will invite them to my page. They will come onto my page if they, you know, care about that, if they want to read more into that, right? So... By me doing that and Facebook seeing who engages with my posts, they will show that to more people like that. And those people will actually share and engage with those posts that I put up. So another thing, another mistake people make is inviting friends and family off the bat to create numbers to show that, hey, people are on my page. I have had pages where the person just saw the page. I think one of my um, clients, I think he hasn't had about 23 likes on a page when we started. And he was worried people weren't going to, you know, sign up. Um, last year during COVID, well, COVID's still going on, he got about 500 signups because people come on a page, see what he's doing, find the link, and sign up. They don't care. They don't need to like the page. They, they will go what we want them to do. So that's, you got to keep your eye on the, the ball with that. Yeah, for sure. With Facebook ads, if you are putting out a link, 
chances are most times people won't necessarily go to that Facebook page and go and explore how many likes. They will just go and click on the ad. The ad takes them to that page. If that page has great copy, great benefits, captures their attention and, and has some sort of opt-in formatting, you know, it will work. What I found though is that there's some people that don't have don't even have an Instagram page that will create ads on Facebook and have them go out onto Instagram. And then when you try to click on that, because I will actually click on a page, like an ad. If I see an ad, I'll click on the website that the ad shows up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I will also click on the Instagram page of that company because I think that it's an easier snapshot. There's, it's a grid. It's so much easier to tell a story. You can see all of the product. You can see the vibe. It's just a, a more storytelling platform. Mm -hmm. And so I will go look on that. And I don't particularly like when it's like you're putting an ad on on Instagram, but you don't actually have an Instagram page. Like there's something that makes me feel like, is this company legit? Do I actually want to purchase for them? Are they actually professional enough for me to give their my money to? Because they don't even have a presence on Instagram. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so I will say that in the earlys, I would have run Facebook ads to Instagram, right? Using the Facebook page. However, I agree with what you're saying. You need to see things from the eyes of the consumer. It takes nothing to create an Instagram page. It takes nothing to create about, I believe, 12 slides to make it look like there's content, like it's been there for a bit. Because it's good to have your content before you start inviting people there, for the very least. So they have something to look at and something to see that uh, what you're doing. Um, I find now, when I actually try it myself, when you click on it, it, it could come across a bit disingenuous. If you're like, hey, you're on Instagram, you're showing me this product, I click to see more and nothing's there. It, it's, it's the equivalent of if a page doesn't have a website or if a company doesn't have a website to me. It's like, am I sure you're legit? Am I sure that this is not a fly by night? What can save you though is like if you're on a bigger platform like say Amazon or one of these resellers, cool, you can do that, but it's also good to have your own presence so that way, on the web, people can't people can't tell if you're real or not just like that. So at least if you have those established um, locations or those established elements, it gives you a stronger sense of presence. And if people know about you and there's like reviews or testimonials, you get a stronger sense of social currency, which is very important for any kind of product or brand that's putting out there. And you could agree to that. Even these people listening, they can agree that if you go on a page, even if you go on an Amazon site and uh, a product and there's no reviews, there's no information, there's nothing there, are you really going to press add to cart and purchase? No, you're going to be like, what the heck is this? Am I even going to get this product or am I going to get an empty box? So yes, I agree. Yeah, on Amazon, I don't know if if I don't know if I always look at reviews. If it's something basic, I'm just like, okay, I need this thing. It's on Amazon. I can trust it. I can return it or contact Amazon. But that's important, you know. If people are thinking about doing ads and not having uh, 
page set up on that profile, we're both suggesting don't do that. But if you are deciding to do that, you're going to have to go to a trusted website. People trust Amazon. They know Amazon. If you're selling from a big retailer that people know around the world or wherever in your target demographic that you're promoting, you know, that's fine. But if it goes to your website that nobody knows you, you know, people want to buy from people that they like, trust, and connect with. So if you have the ability to create three social media platforms, and like you said, you can have 12 images out. That's you know 12 days of posts. If you want to do two a day, that's six days of posts that you have. And you know my suggestion coming from that branding um, and storytelling space, and you know visuals are super important, especially on Instagram. You know, curate your photos. If you are starting off and you don't have a ton of photos, like I've worked with restaurants that have started off as a concrete box with nothing in it. So obviously we didn't have, you know, the decor, we didn't have the menu items to post. But what I did do is starting off, I did take images that represented our storyline because I created a brand board. I created the essence, the story, from images that I found of how we were going to even create this, mm -hmm. this um, brand narrative for this business. And so those of you that are listening that are starting off, what images, what quotes, what, you know, expert tips can you give? Maybe you haven't had a photo shoot of yourself or your products or services. Maybe, you know, COVID's gotten in the way and you haven't been able to do those things. But you can still find imagery that is going to tell the essence of your brand. You know, even if it's at your house, at your table, you know, maybe it's images of your computer. Maybe it's some things that you just create on Canva. Um, maybe it's some quotes that you feel like really resonate with your brand messaging and your target demographic. You know, create some things that are in your company branding and put them on there before you go and try to, you know, sell. We, I think a lot of times people are so uh, consumed with, oh, I need sales, but it's not just about that. You know, somebody might see your ad, they might follow your page, but they might be like, oh, I don't need that right now. But maybe two weeks down the line, your post comes up and they're like, oh, you know what? I really like what this person's posting. I really, you know, it really resonates with me. I really get it. Um, I feel like I'm ready for that purchase right now, two weeks. You know, I have people that I have, you know, I have a client that I signed yesterday that I met her in March at a speaking engagement. And, you know, she had followed me on social media. She was getting tips and she came to a point where she's like, okay, I need to have the help. I can't continue to do this alone. I just keep going through the motions. And so, you know, I haven't, she saw my post, she saw my emails, but I haven't actually like communicated with her one-on-one -on -one for almost a year. Mm -hmm. um, and now she she remembered me because of me staying on top of mind. And so I think that that's an important to like do your ads, but also stay on top of mind, build your list so that when you are launching something new that you can share that with them. What is some of the, you know, the top, couple tips that you need everyone to know right this second okay so definitely come back to what you spoke about um regarding ads and having the content 
um, people tend to feel like they need sales now for this to work. And I understand, I, I know exactly where they're coming from when they say that, but they also need to put in perspective of where you are spending money to try and get somebody who's a cool audience to buy your product will cost you more or take more to, to convince than if you were to take somebody who is who already knows you, likes you, and trusts you to become that customer. So in that aspect, let's say, let's say that all you want to do, that I like say I'm an author, Mikhail, I just want to focus on writing. I, I really don't want to have to go and have to go and, and put this post here and have to go and do this here. And, because I know people like that. I understand that. That's why they come to me and tell me, please help me out to, to help them um, to push their ads. So what I would recommend to them is that know who your audience is. So you have cold audiences who don't know who you are at all. You have warm audiences who would have signed up, but they're not ready to buy it. And you have the hot audiences where you can put out um, a collection of, of a book in a box set that they all bought already and they'll buy it again. They'll buy the box set. True story. I, I, I love those people. I, 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 those are my greatest fans. I love you guys. You're always waiting for things that I bring out. But to, to bring it to that position, you first have to get a cool audience to jump on to you know, communicate with you. That's where you can do ads to probably be an email list or Facebook group. You'll have to do ads from that audience to, hey, guys, here's um, the first in series of my book. And then to the hot audience, you can run an ad to them that says, guys, guess what? This book is available. It just came out this month. Check it out. And you could do that reasonably um, on a reasonable cost. Um, now, I would say you could hit them with email um, marketing, but not everybody reads emails. Like the open rates of emails, depending on what your audience is, a good one is between 25 to about um, 35, 40%. So there are people who still aren't seeing it, but they're on social media. But that's where the advertising can help. You can target them specifically to show them the ads because you know they're most likely going to buy. And if you're paying a few cents for every sale, and your book is like say on Amazon, $4, $5, you're doing very well. As opposed to, you put it out there to Facebook, you do the boost, and $50 later, you might get one sale. Does it make sense? It made sense to develop that process first, and now you're getting sales all the time, as much as you want, and you don't have to worry about the, um, I'm gonna put it in real terms here, you don't have to worry about the light bill, water bill, how that getting paid, whatnot, because you can do these things that you love or you're passionate about, and you know the money's coming in. You know the sales are coming in because you have a planned and research system. So that's why I would advise you to take the time, do your research, and get done. It's boring because you're not you know, starting. You want to get stuff done one time, but once you take that time, the success comes with it. Yeah, for sure. Having a plan is super important. You know, people come up with these great business ideas. And if you do not have a marketing plan, like you can have the most amazing product, but if no, if you don't know how to get that product out there, it does not matter. 
And so having, I mean, we see it, you know, there's like the pet rock or these random things that like are killing it in sales. It just but, they, <laughs> but they have a good marketing plan. And so any of my clients that I work with, I always tell them, okay, we start with the marketing plan. We are going to build this out. We are going to do the research for you. I even have a with the live sessions in which I help people get through the process step-by-step step of building out that marketing plan because that's the first step. You want to have your plan. You want to have your strategy and then implement what it is in there. Like we start off with your messaging and then we go into like your competitive analysis, who your customer demographics are, how we're going to connect with them, what your content calendar is. And, you know, for authors, you mentioned something earlier there's so much writing and so much copy to be used when yes. you have a book. There's, like, you know, that writing portion of that content creation is like, oh, well, you're, well, that's the easy part. And I understand that the maybe storytelling visually or with videos might be a little bit of a harder step or the strategy of how to effectively digital market yourself. But the thing is, you don't have to be good at everything. And when I first started my business, I worked with amazing coaches. I collaborated with great partners so that I could build and grow. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to learn how to be an amazing video editor today. Like, that's not, I'm still not, I can do a little stuff, but that is not what I try to do. That is not what I focus on. I have a team. I have partners that do that for me. It's not something that I enjoy doing either. So it's like figure out what you enjoy doing and then find the right partners, find the right coaches, find the right consultants that are going to help you do there. If you don't know how to do you know, ad campaigns, don't sit there and turn your wheels and spend all of this money. You know, mm. Work with somebody like Mikhail that can actually get you the, acquire, like the results that you are looking for. You know, when, for authors, we generally will take things that they wrote, we will interview them on our calls with our clients, and then we'll create graphics, we'll create storylines. I'll give them a, a photo shoot list and be like, okay, I need you to get me these images mm -hmm. with your own stuff. Or, you know, some we do photo shoots for our clients as well, where we'll style them, set them up, add the props, all of that stuff. You know, that visual creative portion might not be what your strengths are in. And so it's like, don't try to do everything. You know, when you are building a business, of course, you're going to have to try to figure out certain things, but work with the right people that are going to give you that guideline. And I know like myself, Mikkel, we have different programs. We have, you know, courses we have done for you. We have our, our Lux, you know, our elite client status. There's all of these different ways that we try to help people to meet them at the place that they're at, where they're at. And so, you know, just don't try to do it all on your own. It becomes overwhelming for sure. And it's, it's way better if you, you know, spend a couple thousand dollars and then you make $10,000. You know, that is way better than being like, oh, I'm going to save that thousand dollars and then I'm going to waste it because I'm going to spend hours and hours and hours where I need to be doing 
things that pertain to my book, pertain to my business, pertain to my family, because I'm going to try to learn this thing that I don't even like doing in the first place so that I can save that initial cost. And there's just things that you just need to bite the bullet and invest in so that you can actually get the results that you're looking for. That's why I would say, and I say to everybody, anytime anybody uses the word cost with me, I tell them no. It's not a cost. The word cost comes with pain. It's an investment. Or it's the price to get the knowledge to know what will work for you. So you, you learn from somebody or you let somebody do it and you learn from it. I've had a mentor of mine do my Amazon ads just um, a few months ago. The results from that were I spent or I invested a good bit into it, but I now know how to reach my audience on Amazon. Now, what is that worth as opposed to me trying to figure it out myself? Because Amazon ads is a different beast to Facebook. And I could have gone and done that myself and been arrogant and be like, yeah, well, I know exactly what to do there. But I said, no, let me take somebody who knows what they're doing, let them go through it with me, and then with the results, I know how to move forward. So you're absolutely right. Invest. Put aside what you need to do, invest it, and your business is going to grow much faster. And the objective that you want, which is at the end of the day sales, you're going to hit it much faster as opposed to trying to do everything yourself and you're going to avoid it for I know people who avoid it for months and years until they finally come. Like you said, they come like like a whole year later. They come back and say, hi, remember we spoke like about a year or two ago? Yeah, I'm ready. Don't don't wait. Get and, it done. Yeah, and generally those people are like, okay, I tried. I listened to all these things and I did not get any results. I need you to help me because I just can't do it anymore. And, you know, I think that that's the case with many people. I definitely have hired coaches. I've definitely spent thousands of dollars on, you know, growing my business and getting there. But without that, I would not have gotten so far in it. And so I'm grateful for that. It was an investment. It wasn't like a cost. It was, what do you need to invest in your business? You know, that saying, you need to uh, spend money to make money. It's just natural. Um, also, too, what I like to do with clients is put goals down for them. You know, if they want to say they want to make $10,000 in sales this month, okay, so what is that going to take? How many items do we need to sell of the variety of products and services that you offer? And then within any sales, there's always a cost associated to that, you know, standard accounting. Um, and so what will it take? If I told you I wanted to make $10,000 in sales today, I would need to spend money on my ad campaigns, money on my team, money on, you know, a variety of different methods. And so, you know, people have these lofty goals, but they don't consider how much it takes to actually make that happen. And so there's actionable items. There's things that you need to have, tools, um, resources, all of that kind of stuff. And so I think that it's helpful for anybody that's listening. Write down your goal for the year, for the month, for the quarter, whatever that may be. Write down how many items or services you need to sell to get there. And then look to see what the cost is associated with that. 
you know, if it takes you 50 cents on an ad to get a conversion to buy your $20 book, you know, that's worth it. If it takes you $3 and you're making a $17 profit, to me, that's worth it. Now, if I was going to give somebody $5 for every $15 I made, okay, why not? I wouldn't have had that $15 otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. Any last tips you'd like to share with our audience? Um, definitely, I would say don't shy away from ads because they didn't work once. The, the persons who are successful are the ones who are consistent. The ones who learn from their mistakes, try different things, and learn from those results that they get. And they always follow the data. Yes, we authors are creative, but at the end of the day, we have to be um, dictated by the data that we're given or that is presented to us. I never knew that the majority of my um, readers were 70-year-old women living in the UK and parts of um, the US. I thought I was writing for people my age, like literally um, 35 years old, grew up on Star Wars and um, grew up on Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. But the data showed me where a lot of where a lot of my voracious audience was. So I now take that and think, okay, well, I'm gonna speak to these women that love my books and buy every single copy that I put out um, in a different way, or, or I will know that they are there and I'm going to appreciate them and put out content for them as well. But I would not have known that had I not put myself out there, went with the data and saw what was successful for me. So I would encourage everybody else to do the same thing. Yeah, ads are a great way to really test and capture data that is going to really help you with your messaging. You know, the voice and the and how you put out information and communicate on social media will be different if you think you're speaking to a 35-year-old man or a 60-year-old woman in the UK. It's, you know, there's different banter that you will use. Speaking of different banter, every time I speak to some, for those of you that don't know, my family is also from Trinidad. And so every time I'm talking to Mikel, I want to go out into my Trini Yankee accent. You break into it sometimes. <laughs> so I have one last question. Yeah. This is a fun one that I ask all of my guests. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? If I was a superhero, what would my two superpowers um, be? Hmm. I would have to say, hmm, well, I'm kind of like that already. I would have to say that if I could have had the superpower to make people feel good, give them a, a better day if they're feeling down and, and sad and out of it, I would love to have that as a superpower. I kind of do that with my books because during the time of the um, lockdown, so the pandemic, people actually emailed me and told me that my books, while they were going through all of this, was something that they really appreciated, where um, they could es um, escape from this at a time and they could have, for even a few hours, gotten away and they could have gotten a, a story that, you know, you know, they, I experienced that they loved and enjoyed and really want to go through. So 
if I could have done that as a superpower, like I guess I guess you would call that like is that an empath or like a, 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 mili, a mili, uh, changing empath? I guess that's one superpower. Uh, the next superpower I would like, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people agree with me right now, is the ability to fly, but not just fly. The ability to fly and go to far destinations. Now, I have been planning to go to different places around the world already. Like, I want to go to Maldives. I want to go to Dubai. I want to go to different um, countries in general. And if anything that this pandemic has taught us is that, you know, don't put off things. If you have to put them off, great. But if you have the ability, go ahead and do it. And, yeah, if I could have fly right now, dude, I'd be all over the place. My, I love that empath one or the changing empath one. I don't really know if, what the real terminology is for that, but I think that would be super amazing. Like if somebody's just not feeling, you know, just cheer them up, but like actually be able to like cheer them up for a period of like more than just be like, oh, hey, like, cause you can cheer people up with things, but like that internal feeling of being like, I'm healing your sadness and making your sadness go away. Like that would be awesome. And also um, flying. So flying is one of mine. Mine is flying, but yes, to fly anywhere, to be warm because it's cold up there when you're in the air. Um, maybe, maybe fly or teleport, one or the other. I mean, flying is probably a pretty good experience too. So maybe maybe I'm a, 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 um, um, a combination of both. Flying teleport, like Nightcrawler. <laughs> Nightcrawler goes up all over the place. Well, remember in Star Trek, sometimes when they teleported, they didn't come back all right. So that like stays you know, in my mind. We, we, we practice. <laughs> practice distances and then, okay, I think I'll go Australia now. Poof. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I want to fly at a rapid pace because I want that experience of flying and be warm. So like some sort of like accelerated pathway i don't know um and then my next one is to speak every language in the world so to be able to go to any place be able to communicate and to like you know just be part of them oh you want to be i translate nice <laughs> yes <laughs> no, you're right you're right that's actually a good that'd be a really good superpower could probably get uh, a lot of opportunities too mm -hmm. every time i see those commercials for like the the um earpiece that does the translating i'm like oh man i wish i could just do that in life or like i go to another country and i'm like oh man i wish i wasn't having trouble communicating right now because i do not speak thai or you know whatever random place i you know my carmen san diego checklist has me going yes. to well, I mean, Elon Musk wants to take us to the moon and Mars and beyond there. So I'm pretty sure we'll figure out languages that the Google Translate and the iTranslate can't figure out, but you would be able to with that superpower. Yeah. So it still will come in handy. Yes. If only we could actually have real superpowers. But I suppose we all have our own superpowers. Like, now, you know, you make people feel good and, and, you know, I, you know, help people and help them communicate and share their story in a, in a certain way and utilize visuals for that. So I think that we, and we, we're both always traveling. So I think we both, um, you know, take those artificial superpowers that we want and humanize them and actually impact the world that yes. way. Yes. Impact. I was about that.
So I want to thank you so much for being on. I loved this, um, you know, this session. It was so informative, and I hope all of the guests on here definitely got some notes going and some tips on how they can really effectively grow their brand, use ads. If you're an author, be sure to share this with some of your other author friends, and be sure to subscribe to the Brand Fatigue Elite podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me.